Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you will be updated on the latest market happenings with TFC Market Updates. Hosted by Rakesh and Anthony with some friends crashing from time to time. If you want to get this show and other investment-focused content on a separate curated feed, I will strongly recommend you follow our investing podcast, TFC Investors Network. All you need to do is search on your favourite podcast platform, TFC Investors Network, and be all geeky about investing only. Hello, Coconuts. Welcome to another weekly episode of Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. Three stories as usual this week, but a little different. We're going to start off with Meta Connect 2022, rolling out the vision of where Meta feels the metaverse, if you want to call it that, is... I'd uh, love to take you through the hardware and the software that they're building up. Some pretty, pretty cool, geeky ideas here. Number two, Intel's Mobile Eye, a self-driving car unit company, is going through an IPO valuation at a lower rate, at a lower valuation. Why is that? Do they need the money, Intel? And last but not least, we have Reggie in the house, taking us through China's 20th Party Congress from C. The full speech, we distill it down and we wanted to give you the unabridged version right from us. So stay tuned and let's get to it. Hey Coconuts, welcome back to another weekly market update with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. And Reggie in the house. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so not surprising, right? 20th Party Congress, hey. right? So I have to be here, guys. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> This time we didn't even have to ask you all, you just volunteered no, to come. No. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, we asked, right. we, remember Anthony, last week we asked the audience to slide into our DMs, look who slid into our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, the thing is, I didn't even realize it was like the 20th Party Congress because I was just like chilling with my own life, right? And then right. over the weekend, I see so much talk about it. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, oh, yeah, there's this thing. So I actually went to listen to C's speech yeah. twice. Oh my god, it's so boring, mm. my goodness. It's so And you listen to it twice. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So I, I don't know if you guys have heard my discussion with the Yalabad guys about the Singapore budget. Right? So I also listened mm. to the budget twice. Right? And I listened end to end, three hours once, right? Because I don't want to be one of those people that just pedal straight time talking points, right? <laughs> Everybody concentrates times and shots fired. No, no, no. It's 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 nothing. It's nothing to straits time. It's more like the many other people that consume straits times only and started commenting on it. So you are essentially uh, you are peddling talking points, right? You you don't really go to the source, you know, and, and get a, a more a more nuance in that in that long form discussion. But but trust me, guys. Uh, after I listened to the the twentieth party congress, I think wow. Singapore do a better job in uh, doing this long form content. <laughs> very boring, <laughs> and the guy is very monotonous, very like stable kind of vibes, you know. And that's I can't because tell he doesn't have a magic glass of water to change languages. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Guy needs to like speak fifty two languages or whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I am on today with you guys, uh, and that will be the last story. But back to you, like, what nice. are we going to talk about? First thing for the day. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, all right, Coconuts, yeah, as usual, three stories. We're going to talk a little bit on Meta Connect. It happened, event, Facebook's event last week. Well, I still call it Facebook, to be honest, <laughs> with you guys. Yes. But Meta now, yes. Number two, we're going to take you through Intel's mobile I, uh, IPO. They're actually looking to IPO a company. It's a self-driving car. Take you a little bit through that. A little bit of nuances there. And of course, last but not least, Reggie is here to talk a little bit about China and the 20th Party Congress. Right. I think it's going to be another Havoc episode. So strap in, coconuts. (laughs) 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 That rings. I'm so noisy, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We do our best. It's only Tuesday. Okay. It's only Tuesday. I'm so tired. Oh man, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, Anthony, take it away. What happened with MetaConnect? All right, um, so MetaConnect, right? I mean, it's it's really it's not earnings. It, it's just one of those things where they they kind of come in and and throw a big press day or, or a few days, have lots of events, and just kind of show off their tech, right? It's, it's a publicity blitz. 
essentially. And I thought, oh yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, we, we used to talk a lot about the metaverse, I think, early this year or, or late last year. And then it just went silent, right? Not not for crypto, not for meta, not, not for anybody else. Just nobody talks about it anymore, um, except for random stuff here and there. So I was like, oh yeah, cool. You know, this sounds really interesting. They're still going at it. Um, what, what's going on? So I went to take a look. And yeah, it actually sounds quite fun and, and quite quite a lot of development, actually. Um, at least on the technology side. Right. So just before you get started into the specifics here, yeah. Anthony, this is effectively um, Meta saying what they're doing about a metaverse. Is, is that right? Or... Yeah. And, and I mean, may, maybe we, we don't want to call it a metaverse. It's Meta um, doing, you know, virtual reality, um, augmented reality, mm. and, and what they call mixed reality, right? What, what that translates into at the end of the day, whether it really becomes a platform, whether it's really a metaverse or, or different, unit, you know, metaverses, I think that's up for debate. Right, but I, I think that the hardware side that they've been doing actually has been quite fun, mm-hmm. and and the collaborations and all that they have been trying to to get out there. Yeah. Awesome, hey, cool, for, cool. All right. Before you before you begin, clarity sake, right? So it's Meta trying to build hardware integration systems, or yeah. you know, with all their uh, with with mm. the whole like their v, AR VR stuff, or are they also building like the platform level, right? Where you know, like a lot of your, essentially a lot of your games are built on platforms, right? There's an OS at the back, and then everybody just kind of built on top of it. So, and, and that's like the, the the highly scalable, no supply chain business, right? Pretty much, yep. right? Is, is, yeah. So, is so Meta, I think it's both. Right? They, like they, they are okay. Apple. They they create the iPhone, right? That's the Oculus Quest Two and the Quest Pro now, um, and which is the the VR headset that they have, and also the App Store. Right, where where you have apps and you download it and you use those apps through a headset. So yeah, I think that the closest analog really is Apple. Right. If if we need to bring it back to, to the current mobile age. Right. Right. Gosh. So what happened at, at Meta Connect? I don't know. I I mean, okay, the the, the cool text side, right? So they, they have really, really interesting things. You know, you, you wear the headset now, they give you controllers and actually whatever happens in the game you can it translates and you feel it in your fingers, right? So, so it's not just like PS4 DualShock um, that, that actually happens, right? Um, their VR goggles can track your facial recognition. So they can track your, sorry, facial expressions. So like, uh, Rakesh, I see a very unimpressed face, right? If you're in a meeting, you don't want to show that face because everybody else can see it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, that, that's virtual reality. Um, and and that, that really just brings in the illusion, the immersion, right? Like, and, and I think what was actually really interesting was, you know, when, when we have been thinking about VR or Metaverse, we think about tech, or we think about gaming, right? But they actually got Satya, which is Microsoft CEO, and, and he went up and gave a speech about how they were collaborating with Meta on, on the Metaverse, right? And, and they were bringing in teams, they were bringing in um, Azure, <laughs> for whatever reason, your know, Office. Um, so you know, Adobe also came out of a partnership that they would have apps to to use. So so the metaverse isn't really only it's it's not like Ready Player One, right? You go in and you play games, and you know, you you be lazy and you get out. Find the keys. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it's also unfortunately about work and productivity and and all of that. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so wait a minute, wait a minute. We create a metaverse. You put on all of these information and you go into the metaverse and you're back on word. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're back on no, you. No. Back on us. You know, no, you're you're back, back on teams. Instead of, instead of having a Teams you know, video conference and switching on your camera, you just wear a headset and you see everybody. Yeah, and, and I, I think I think it's worse for, for Adobe, right? Like you use Adobe to create like the metaverse because you design and all that and then you go in to continue to work on Adobe. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, like Inception. And, no, <laughs> Yeah, it, it is Inception, um, but they were showing this um, mixed reality thing, right? So, mm-hmm. where, you know, where, you know how where, like, where you, you cannot tell office. between the real world and like, like reality, and then you'd be like, yeah, hey, yeah, what the it, fuck's going bit, on? Like, yeah, which what? Yeah. It, it, it's a bit like AR, except that it's, it, it's, uh, it's slightly different because you don't actually see what, what's in reality, right? But mm. it's, I thought it was quite cool just because, you know, they, they have cameras, they, they, they are showing you, and literally you sit at a table, you have a keyboard and a mouse in front of you, and you're working, right? Um, there's no monitors mm. and all that. All of that is through your headset. And and you can have your monitor oh, okay. configuration. You can have your, your six monitors without actually having six monitors. You know, um, if you want to trade and, and draw squeezing lines and all that kind of stuff, you can just draw. Mm. Or, or it's a bit like your you know, Iron Man, then you everything comes up together. There's swipe here, swipe there, that sort of thing. Yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, that's, mm. that's quite cool, right? I mean, you, you didn't really think that was possible 
two years, three years back. No, I, you know, I, I, I don't want that to be possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want that to be my daily work life. But just, just in terms yeah, of, yeah, hey, yeah. they have actually made quite a bit of progress, right? In, in terms yeah, of showing, yeah. I mean, people laugh at his legs, people laugh at the the cartoonish avatars and all that. But I think that there has been real, you know, technological breakthroughs on on the hardware side. Specifically, yeah. can, can you share with us a little bit like what do you think is a technological breakthrough on hardware? Um, so I, I think there's a few, right? So so one that they are still working on, and, and this is relatively early stage, is neural links, right? So like let's say you, you're wearing a headset, right? When you're moving your hands, how does a headset know? Mm. Think about it. You know, even if you're holding a controller, right, like like a Wii and all that, that that's a gyroscope, it tracks movements, it doesn't track your finger movements, for example, right? Um, unless you start wearing a glove and sensors and all that. So I think that's where a lot of the technological breakthrough is coming. It's you, you wear literally one or two pieces of hardware on you, but it translates your entire self and your entire body into this you know, virtual reality, right? How, how does it do that? I think that's really interesting. You know, and, mm-hmm. and apparently a lot of it is actually just reading the neural circuits in your brain. So it's more about you mm. thinking about moving and then and then that translates into your action rather than you actually doing the movement. Right? That, that's the end goal. Mm. We are not there yet, but that's probably where they're heading towards. Interesting, interesting. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah, so okay. Silent yeah. is really cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. did they did they I remember the, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I remember that, um, you know, even before this, uh, I remember going to a startup, right? Obviously, I used to be in the startup world. Um, and there was this guy that literally working on neural hmm. neural links and you had to put in this headset and he had a software right in front uh, of, of the screen that could, by thinking about it, move a plane running through outer space left and right and yeah. up and down. And I think that from from that from that to even your, you know, Think about moving your hand means you'll move it in in uh in this metaverse or, or whatever alternate reality is kind of is kind of really really cool. Mm. So I think that's so complete geek out and took me back there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's yeah. just like this sounds fun, you know. I mean, I don't mm. know whether it makes business sense. I don't know whether it's yeah, going exactly. to be a platform. We can talk about that in more detail. But I just thought, yeah. hey, you know, the the tech at least sounds interesting, right? Better than yeah, talking exactly. about ads every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but but eventually, right, ev- saying eventually in the verse, then it will be another ad ecosystem, right? <laughs> so it's just it's just gonna it, it's 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 like Facebook's bread and butter. You just cannot run away from that, right? But but just just throwing the question out there. So yeah, that was that was actually the thing that I wanted to find out. Like anybody has any thoughts on how is commercialization gonna work? Because at, at this point in time, I think um, meta price, meta share price is like just down, right? Just on a free fall, you know, uh, amidst all these challenges yeah. and their fundamental business is getting rotted, right? So, um, yep. what what is the situation now, like with this whole development? Because because in other words, right, it's going to be a cash burning thing for a much much longer period of time. It is, it is, um, and and I think the the way that at least Zuckerberg says that he thinks about it is, you know, this is not just like a PS4 or, or an Xbox, right? In terms of a console and the next generation, this is going to essentially replace it. it you know, we had this shift from computers to mobile, right? And then he thinks that the next shift is mobile to you know, whatever virtual mixed reality. So so that's the pie. That's, that's his temp, right? It, it's a whole new way of communication. It, it's, you know, well, it's not Web3 because it's not really the internet, but it, it's it's the, the platform, right? The, and that, you know, is the, the what he wants. And he wants Meta to be the company that is literally, I mean, they, he'll claim to be open, whatever, but that literally is the gatekeeper for that, right? Or at least has a substantial market share in, in, in that whole space, right? Which is why they are talking about enterprise users, they're talking about personal users, and all of this because they don't know what it's going to be used for. Right, um, you know, it, it's not it's not as clear cut as you know. Oh yes, a, a gaming console is just for gaming, and and well, it's, it's very difficult to repurpose what the stuff is. Well, this is something really new. We think it will be a relatively you know paradigm shifting way of communication and and collaboration. But you know, is it really only for personal? Is it really for enterprise? Nobody really knows. So I'm just going to bring in all the partners I can, right? Because that increases my chance of actually getting this done. And and then I'm I'm still going to keep burning my money. And if I do win, that that's fantastic, right? I'm I'm going to be 
multiple trillions. It's not just a trillion dollar company, which it was last year, but it's like 300 billion now. So 70% drop, right? Um, so, so I think that that's, that's his time. And, and that's why he's taking you know, pretty much the entire future of his company on it. You know, they, they do enough to keep Facebook kind of surviving and, and very, very profitable. Instagram also kind of profitable, right? And so that's their cash cows and they're just funneling that cash into the metaverse and all this research and all of that to, to get a head start on the next, you know, era, essentially. Interesting. Do you, do you talk a little bit about like the, is it a walk garden situation or is he going to be like super connected and uh, like connect uh, with mean, every he, open source he, he platform? He is just shooting Apple, right? So, so, <laughs> so, so, so and, and everybody is shooting Apple to be fair. So, you know, um, I, I mean, for all the, yeah. wait, for and, all and Apple doesn't help in, themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for all of you tuning in and you don't know what is a walk garden, you know, essentially that's like Apple's classic strategy right? at this point in time where everything is Apple. They're trying to build it up so that you don't you don't actually leave the ecosystem, mm. a.k.a. the walk garden. Yeah. Okay, okay. So in, yes. in other words, so, so it, Zuckerberg yeah, you, you is can't trying enter. to... Yeah. It's not open. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not an open ecosystem. Um, I, I think they, they, they claim they won't be. Right, but you know these things you never know. Like if somebody really creates a killer app for VR that's competing with what you know Meta wanted as as their killer app, that do you think that person's not going to get kicked off the app store for whatever reason? Well, you know who knows, right? Or or whether they they will not take like ten or twenty or thirty percent of the the sales as through the platform as their revenue. Uh, you know, will, will they make? Or they give hypocritical messages about privacy and tracking and, and ATT. Uh, I mean, well, they don't even have a platform yet, right? So, so we don't know. But, and, and to be fair, you know, they, they, they have said that they'll be open and, and it, they seem to be inclined to be open. But the, the cynical side of me just thinks that they, they need to be open because nobody wants to build on it, right? So they just need to get people in. And you know, once it actually gets traction and, and becomes powerful, no, nothing stops them. Then from they can start it. closing the gates. Yeah, they can start exactly. closing the gates, and and you know actually yeah. taking more from the ecosystem. Yeah, and start doing billion dollar acquisitions, right? <laughs> so, well, no, the, the FTC will always you know, come. No, the, yeah. no, but but it, that's not <laughs> going to happen now, right? They they tried to buy a VR app, and the FTC investigated them. It, that there's no competition, there's no market, and the FTC just said, no, you know, I'm not going to let you do that. So so there are days of buying the next WhatsApp or even Microsoft buying the next LinkedIn, it's over, right? In this current climate. Mm. Good to know. Good to know. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, nice. I think it's 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 interesting to see where it could go. I can, I can see quite a lot of uses, both, you know, in personal life, either ready player one way or even at work, right? Because now yeah. with this whole hybrid culture and US companies are quite at the forefront of this. How do you interact with someone when you're, you know, in different households? And send in different an parts email. of the country. Mm. Uh, exactly, exactly. Anthony. Just, uh, just send me an email. Yes. Just email, Slack, yes, yes. or, or Teams, mm. since Anthony like using Teams. Um, right? So, Sorry, like, I those, have a lot of Microsoft shares, so I, I need to kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> teams is um, the worst, but, by the way. <laughs> to me, Teams is the worst. It's free. All what do you them. want? <laughs> Okay, yeah, 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 it's yeah. integrated into the enterprise package. So you buy all <laughs> exactly. these other things and then like, nah, Teams, let you use Teams. So it's like, oh, horrible <sighs> shit. But yes, yes, yes. And then all these companies always ask me to go on Teams. But anyway, yes. Because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they buy the package. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's quite interesting to see, you know, the work uses. And if, if early adopters like these US companies actually take it up or, or so on and so forth, right? Um, now, obviously, we're going to see how this plays out over the next two, three, four years uh, in terms of early adopter phases and, and stuff like that. But I think it's a really cool leap forward. Yeah. And um, he's taking a massive a massive gamble, I really feel. Um, no, and everyone, I mean, everyone that still owns MetaShares is like going on a ride with him, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's painful, like crazy. Yeah. So yes, no, I mean, nobody will expect. All, all growth has been painful, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Even but Microsoft it's like it's down what 30 40 percent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and but, then maybe some more in a couple uh, of weeks. So. Yes, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Awesome. Cool. All right. Um. Thanks so much for that, uh, Anthony. We'll move on to our next topic. All right. For our next story, coconuts. Right. Intel's mobile eye is having a IPO now. It's always 
it, I think it's put this way, Intel as in the chip company, Intel. Yep. Mobile Eye, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a self-car company that they have, a self-driving car. So I've never heard of that. And Intel tells me anything, I also turn my... Intel, okay. Segway, Segway, Intel. I was like, oh my God, have you, have you, have you been following <laughs> Intel over the past like five years? How many promises did it's not make to okay, around yes. story? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we're gonna turn this around, please. Request, tell us where is this turn? Left turn, right no turn. One is okay, okay, okay. Tell us, tell us. You make three right turns, it's a left turn. Oh, whoa, we're going there, right? Upper Thompson, right? Turn, turn, turn. Okay, please, please. <laughs> oh, my word. I tell you what, though, uh, Reggie, I mean, you weren't here maybe two, three, three, four um, episodes ago where we were actually, I mean, Anthony, in, in all fairness, was bagging Intel a little bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Okay, come, tell me, tell me the turnaround story. All right. I want to know. Mobile, mobile, there is no turnaround story. It's <laughs> only a left, right turn. I'm not here to tell you any turnaround story. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe a a a kapala busing. These guys will turn three hundred sixty degrees, man. That, that's how good they are. <laughs> it's not turning. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh my goodness! Another cool. one. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Coming, come, coming back to this, Intel Mobile Eye is a self-driving car unit trying to compete for you know self-driving cars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now they were purchased a few years ago by Intel. Um, and they were originally expected to IPO at a $50 billion valuation. However, Intel has come out to say, uh, I think not, not eight hours ago, I think within today itself, right, this morning or, or last night, saying that they're going to file an IPO, but at a valuation of $16 billion US. Now, honestly, that's quite a drastic drop, mm. right, from 50, which, which they stated before. Um, and Anthony can obviously say they say it doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? Obviously, I mean, we're seeing in, it right now in Intel, action. It's Intel. <laughs> Intel, yes. And and it's going for 16, 16 billion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking to to IPO, and obviously, all of this money will go into into Intel's um, earnings. The question I have here, right? Um, even though they they plan normally a number of shares, is why are they doing it at this point in time? Right. I guess that's I a question I have cash. for you. I need cash. Sorry. I'm desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Because, <laughs> I can't because, think okay. of a nice acronym for Intel, right? It's I need yeah. a lot of cash. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I need to what accelerate like I don't accelerate know. Accelerate ease. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. I I need to extinguish. I need to earn. So, so I need. I don't know. I don't know. But 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 okay 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 okay. Jokes aside, right? But oh, jokes already. Okay, but jokes aside. Uh, Actually, Intel bought this, um, I think, quite a while ago to try to enter the chip-making space in the EV uh, arena. Mm. So it's not just about listing it as a separate platform, like an EV platform, but they were trying to integrate... Trying to go and, into it. Yeah, they were trying to go into it and develop like all these like automobile chips, right? which uh, clearly didn't work out for them. right? Because, uh, in other words, in this space, uh, because it is so big, right? cars are so big, so chips are actually very mm. cheap you know, at, at this size, right? So your 7 nanometer, your 14 nanometer, they all can fit into the car, right? You don't, you don't need 3 mm. nanometer, 5 nanometer uh, in, in the car, right? So for... But, but, for, but um, uh, yes. as an NVIDIA bull, I will tell yeah. you <laughs> that it, it's not just about the size, right? And, and I think that this is where um, Intel kind of tried to compete, but, but failed. Mm. In the, uh, and so, so my understanding of where all these kind of higher end chips come in is they it's it's really more for self-driving you know it, it's mm, it's not the mm. chip to control your windows or to control your automatic yeah, yeah, wind, yeah, uh, yeah, wiper yeah. right it, it's for self-driving mobile eye is essentially a self-driving unit right in the sense that mm. they, they sell the whole system to you know car manufacturers so so car manufacturers yeah. part and play like they they they, they get they work with mobile eye and then they have a self-driving car they just need to create a car Right and and that's kind of where Nvidia was going with their automotive chips as well with their you know ray tracing and all that to to have more accurate prediction and and help with self driving right so so mm-hmm. I think there's all of that um and I mean Intel is still once a majority stake in Mobileye um Mobileye has been relatively mm-hmm. successful it, it hasn't been a failure right um they have mm-hmm. been doing relatively well in the market have you know good partnerships I think they they've signed up Tesla for self driving which you kind of wonder I mean. Elon Musk says full self-driving is next year, every year, right? So why does he need partnerships? Yes. But again, 
um, different story. <laughs> um, you know, so I think that that's yeah, it's just cash, right? They they it's we are now in EV era. We are now in a self driving era. Everybody wants to profit off chips, you know, which was why they had a fifty billion dollar valuation, and now the the markets kind of died. But you know they they still need money, so okay lah, I have to sell it, right? Yeah. yeah. So the question I have here, right? I think I think we we understand that you know they need obviously some cash to improve their balance sheet, whatever it is. Um, but as they do it now, and we also understand that you know Intel might have some layoffs this year, and, and so on and so forth. There's a lot of a lot of tech companies out there. Is this a complete necessity to improve their cash flow for the big business? Because even though they've purchased this company, it's just a small part. Will this actually impact their their holdings? Will this impact Intel? Like, for example, if you purchase Intel, will this actually help you? Right, and that's what I wanted to drive towards our coconuts who might be currently invested in Intel or mm. looking to in in this space. Actually, what are your, what how are your much thoughts? how much are they raising again? They didn't actually disclose the number of shares. Although it said a smaller number. No, let me just check. I mean, I'm just curious how much it actually helps, right? Because at least as of the last financials, Intel had what twenty seven billion in cash. So even if mm-hmm. they sell off forty percent of this, that's six billion in cash. It's it's a nice sum, but it's not like fantastic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's not like exactly. company saving or or anything. Like why? If if it's a really good company, just hold on to it. Lah. The the market will turn on. Yep, and yep. exactly right. So that's why I think if you need desperately need the cash, but why 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 do that? Given that you have this sort of cash in in your in your company, I guess that's the, that's some of the questions that I'm trying to drive at, right? No, but in, Intel's Intel's CEO at this point in time is like on track to be one of the worst CEO for a while. Lah. <laughs> like, okay. You know, like <laughs> like 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 if you if you follow them for the past few many years. They, they, I mean, everyone knows that Intel was the leader, right? Like the biggest chip manufacturer in the space, you know. Um, they they tried some restructuring. They sold off some of the chip businesses that were like margins were getting leaner and leaner. So so they sold off some of those mm-hmm. things and they tried to acquire some of the higher-end stuff, right? Which end up with some of these things like the EV, uh, high, high-end processing, you know, try to, try to compete with the higher-ups. You know, but but this thing is not new. Like Intel has been at this for like a long time, trying to do this every every year. They come out and tell me something. Oh, we're gonna do this, and then AMD runs out and say, "Oh, you know, we got another thing." And then Nvidia comes out and say, "Oh, we got another thing." Because the whole idea is the chips space is an arms race, right? Like once someone has mm. something, another person will come in with a better one. So another person will come in with a better one, and Intel just hasn't been able to like run ahead, right? They have been like. Number two, number three, number two, number three, which honestly quite suck in, mm. in this business, right? There are some businesses where you can be decent as a number two, number three, you know, but in this business, it, it's it's quite hard to... It's tough. It's tough, especially if you're competing with price, right? Then there's like all these other Chinese Chinese alternatives, right? That could come in at a, at a much lower price, right? So, so you, you then get stuck. So Intel just feels like a perpetual... I don't know, like, yeah, perpetually stuck in, in my view. Yeah. Got it. Sorry, just some numbers for you, right? Even though it's valued at $16 billion, uh, they are looking to offer and raise up to $820 million yeah, for that's their company. negligible, right? That's are they IPO Even more possible. Exactly. Like, exactly, right? Why, why are they doing this? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, so, right? It, it's yeah. really, I mean, I, I don't follow Intel that much. Maybe it's, it's a corporate strategy thing, right? Like, they, yes. they are clearly losing in data centers. They are kind yes. of losing share in the PC market. Yes. You know, um, mm-hmm. they want to become a fab for whatever reason and, and they are putting a lot of resources into that. This is yes. just a, a small side part of Horrible. the business. They, they spin it out. They let it be an independent org. They don't really have to think too much. But if it does work out, they have you know, huge equity upside. Right. Mm-hmm. So so it, it takes away internal resource as in it, it kind of lowers the need for internal resources in terms of planning, manpower, all of that, because that's now a separate company that can run on its own. At, you know, mm-hmm. but they because they have been they are what selling floating what five percent at, at sixteen million? Yeah, five mm-hmm. five plus percent. Yeah, 5%. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. a terrible terribly small float, right? So they they are keeping ninety percent of the ninety five percent of the company for themselves. Exactly. May, may, maybe maybe this could be a bot maybe this could be a bot decision. 
like yeah. the board because it's quite common mm. it's quite common with uh, pharma it's quite common with like even some of the oil and gas companies they acquire some alternative tech then after a while they realize that they can't manage it properly so then the board says okay how about we list this as a separate thing and then we get a whole new bunch of management to manage that right so mm. this could be a board decision uh, in other words Further reinforcing my point of the current management. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. It's very la sat la, right? Like, like, guys, what have we been doing? Horrible. So, so maybe, maybe this, this, uh, it, it's at least from our short little discussion, I think this is the logical flow because there are many companies that have, that have done that, right? Even, even in pharma, like, like AbV, right? And, uh, and Abbott, right? Which, which turns out to be a much, much uh, better situation because they then can move very quickly without caring about the overall infrastructure of the whole company. Uh, so maybe maybe this is a strategy. So in other words, maybe for our coconuts listening, when you look at this this thing that Intel is spinning off, um, you probably got to see it for itself and just kind of separate it out mm. from Intel altogether, right? And yeah, it, um, it, it doesn't have the yeah. Intel halo or I guess in this yeah. case, the Intel curse. Wow. <laughs> <right? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Bro, a decade wow. ago, a decade ago, Intel was a halo. Okay, yeah, now a decade no, later, no. Intel is a ha- is a hello. Right, it's like, hello, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, 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 bro. Really? Like, it, it's Sad. been every year, every year. Is shit. <laughs> you know. So, uh, shout out to all of you, Diamond Hands, still holding to Intel. But yes, good stuff. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't understand it. Don't if if somebody wants to be a bull and and come on, can tell us why yes, you know. Come you're on, a bull geek out. Tell us. Yeah. Exactly. Tell us, yeah. Yes, that yes. was that was my exact next line. If you know more. Let us know. We want to hear more as we try and dissect this as well. Great. Uh, but yep, yeah, awesome. That's our second story. Now, wait, wait. Be- before we the go moment to the last we've one, all been waiting for. Before oh, we yes. get there, I just want to say that my prediction last week was correct. Markets went down and then went <laughs> Ooh, up. up. <laughs> down and up, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's going up today. We're going to. We're gonna. We, we, are you guys gonna? Are you guys gonna take the show down this path? And we're gonna start predicting swings and momentum. It's like, oh, I think right tomorrow, blah blah blah. Real, what's gonna happen this week? Blah blah. blah. We, we go week by week. We go week by week. Okay, we go week by week. Okay, okay, we're going there. But Coconuts, please, please control yourself. Huh? these guys just having a good time. Not financial advice, huh? but if you Not did make money, advice, yes. buy me a coffee. Thank you. <laughs> Anthony known as the weak trader no, yeah, no more day trading yeah, yeah, week yeah, trading, no more week trading. Yeah, 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 yeah. too busy to do day trading right? yes, I, I, yes. I only look at Tuesday nights <laughs> <laughs> alright oh, well done Anthony horrible. we'll come to your prediction uh, never. later at the end okay. yes. <laughs> yeah, never, not, not, not today today there's nothing about it. Okay. Reg what's happening with China dude Okay, so it's my turn. Um, 20th Party Congress, I think everybody knows that it's out there today. So Jinping went on to talk for like, what, two hours? Some, somewhere there, about two hours somewhere. Uh, mm. uh, and, and it was like so boring and so like dry, you know, because... Uh, there's no the, cup, no cup of water. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I think that's the... That, okay, and I, and I think there's some level of stylistics involved. You know, like like it's it's a, it's right. quite a communist party kind of situation. You know, they they like to do this kind of like big, heavy, like like Confucius learning kind of thing. You know, everybody learn together. You know, they 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 they're going for that vibe. You know, which um, I think at some point they need to realize that this vibe doesn't really vibe with many other people around the world. You know, and and it's it's a bit mm. jarring. You know, just just offset, just off the cuffs. Yes, Anthony. No, that's okay. But I mean, he he's not really doing this for an international audience. Right, exactly. unlike unlike you know maybe Powell speaking or, or Obama mm. speaking, where where they need to portray something, right? This, mm. yeah. I mean, it, this is a hugely important speech, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's really more for internal consumption and and to kind of warn people about where they are heading, mm. um, yeah. and and it's just people like us who who place more importance on it and then go and listen because hey, it's so important. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and it's important. He's not wing anyone. Uh, that's completely, yeah. completely right. So his yes. demeanor, everything will yes. will be completely different. Yes, yes, yes. But eventually, I think in the next few party congress, things will change because even us, right, and more and more people are looking at it. All the mainstream media have some mm. sort of coverage around it. So um, I think the stylistics will change eventually over time. But at least in this round of discussion, uh, I will say, cat out the back is uh, there's no real new news, lah. Right. So all the things. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, okay, you can end today's episode <laughs> here. Woohoo! Really really emphasizing what they already so, said. It's, so, it's also news, yes, okay? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair point, fair point. So they, they essentially re-emphasize all the things that they have been talking about and it's nothing, you know, shocking or, or amazing out of this whole, whole conference, you know. But there are a few things that are noteworthy that I would like to kind of highlight for all of us. Uh, number one, I think the most noteworthy one was he did spend some time trying to... Uh, reinforce the importance of the market economy, right? So he definitely highlighted Deng Xiaoping's reopening uh, up about China, and then he took some time to talk about the importance of the market mechanics, you know, in conjunction with the uh, social policies, right? So I think this part is very important. It's, uh, it's really kind of like helping to stem the fear of the private market at this point in time, right? So so let's be clear, market economics is everywhere. Everywhere, every time there is markets, right? It's, it's just... The, today, when we talk about market economics, we're really talking about like private enterprise, right? Private ownership of companies and private participation in the markets, right? So I think that's where he did spend quite some time to try to reinforce to say that you know this is uh, we will stick to market economics. So I think and on top of the social stuff, so I think that's important. Right? Another thing that he pointed out was that capital should work itself into the real economy and avoid speculating in the markets. Right, so and Don't this is something time to sell no no and, and that's the, and I think that's the part that needs to be defined, right? Like what is considered speculation, right? Because I mean other than Anthony's like weekly swing predictions, you know, <laughs> hey, momentum, momentum. you know like, like, momentum, momentum <laughs> predictions. You know, Anthony the market mover. Yeah, yeah, market mover. Right? <laughs> or maybe or maybe we are moving the market, like the show is moving the market. Whoa! Hey. You know, no, no. <laughs> like, okay, time to pump and dump, guys. Okay, pump and oh my god, oh my god. No, no, but 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 other than other than those kind of stuff, which is which is maybe like what one third of the market at any one point in time, there are people that are just scalping and doing momentums and swings. Um, there, there are big big swaths of people that are investing and just kind of holding it there. Right. So they form the base of capitalization, they form mm. the base of continued monetization of like long-term assets that will take a long, long time to recuperate, right? So some of the, the financial systems mechanics, like they, they work really well, right? Especially with utilities, roads, manufacturing, some of these things that, oh my God, if you hold like hard assets, like what, 30 years to, to come back, right? But if you monetize it in the financial market, you can get, you'll get your encashment immediately or at least, you know, get some sort of flows out of it, right? So, so I think the Chinese uh, regulators, they are, they're kind of thinking a little bit about this and uh, there's no clear answer at this point in time, uh, but definitely pointed out to say like, oh, we don't want market speculation, nah, right? We want you to invest, you know, in the real economy mm. and maybe by extension, uh, some level of financial economy um, side of things, right? Mm. Does property count as the real economy? Because yeah, that what, hasn't worked out what, very well yeah. for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 I think definitions all around, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah ex- exactly, exactly. And and I think um, food for thought, right? For us to think a little bit about because uh, Singapore also struggled with some of these things in in the early days. You know, where there's a lot of speculation, a lot of uh, money floating into into the property market. You know, um, especially mm. in a situation where you don't have other pools to hold the extra capital. Right, because if you think about it, right, from our individual viewpoint to us, it's oh, we just want to put money where we make money, right? Where where we can make more money, so we put our money there, you know. But if you run it from a broader organizational or broader societal economical situation, you have to ask yourself like, okay, so now my people are making a lot more money, right? Because uh, our, our economic policies they are doing better. So where are they going to put the money, right? And if you only have, and if you don't have a trusted stock market or a trusted something of a market. And then people just go to where they're familiar with. And in the case of China, it's the property market. Right? So when everybody flood there and there's only one pool to hold the money, the pool overflow. Lah, right? And at this point in time, right? And you see the repercussions. So I do think that um, they recognize it. You know, they although, you know, with the typical Chinese people thing, right? Or typical Chinese government thing, they don't openly say, you know, oh, the property market is shit show now, right? Like, 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 like oh, the floodgates are out. Mm. You know, it's overflowing. You know, they, 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 don't, they don't talk about it, right? But you can tell they're doing something about it. At the same time, I think it is a, it's a big question now to know whether we are welcome in the stock market as foreign investors and will they continue to open up their stock market? Um, if not, if not, yeah, where, where are they going to hold the money? I don't know. Yeah, in, in my view, yeah. Okay, and then, yeah. Yep. yeah. Any, okay, then I'll, 
one more thing. No, so, I was just going to say, and, and I think with China, there's also capital controls, right? And that, yes. I mean, if you are Singapore, it's easy because, oh, your Singapore stock market boring, where to go? You go US, oh? right? Or mm. you you go yeah. buy like UK property somewhere, right? As <laughs> you're talking about this. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, last <laughs> week, especially last week, Anthony, don't bloom. <laughs> So, but you know, I think that that's the point of an open economy, right? You you have somewhere else within a global pool to put the money. But mm. if you are Chinese mm. and you're in China, that doesn't exist, you know, mm. because you have capital controls. You you cannot really withdraw mm. to bring more money overseas and all that. So, what do you mm. do? You buy property in China, right? And yeah. and I think the Chinese stock market um has also been historically one of the places for pump and dumps. Um yes, very, very big why. pump and dumps. Um Shanghai and, and very, very lax protection. So you know mm. and a few mm. generations have been scarred by that already. So yeah, I guess it's just yeah. there's no yeah. alternative la, for, for the Chinese. Mm. Yeah. So def- I mean that this this is definitely a, a process of development, right? But it is true at this point in time, even the Chinese people are very afraid of the stock market, right? It's like like where, where are you gonna put the money? Yeah. So yeah that, that is that is their problem to solve, you know, but I would say Capital controls, uh, at, at least at this point in time, given all the crazy capital movement out there in the forex markets, right? You see all these like movements. I'm like, hey, capital control actually not that bad, huh? you know. Like it's yeah. it's uh, it has its own issues, mm. you know. But in uh, to be fair, Mahathir actually also stamped some very serious capital controls during the Asian financial crisis to protect the ringgit, right? If not, it would have yep. been a shit show like the baht, you know, like many other uh, big currencies, yeah. <laughs> All this sounds like it's just that China needs their a stronger version of CPF. That, that's oh, all. Yeah. And domestic. And and exactly, <laughs> right? and that and is you have the and that, of money. Exactly, and that is the next point I was going to talk about because he did point out specifically about the use, and this is his last point. Okay, so you know, like the whole speech, right? The opening, blah blah blah, and then the last last point was about youth. Right, he's pointed out that the youth is important and this administration must work hard to strengthen all facets to support the youth, which includes social spending for sure. And by global mm. standards, right, China's social spending is horrible. Okay, if you if you go, you talk to them, they are very afraid of like uh, okay, other than the infrastructure, everybody knows uh, the Gautier, very good la, those 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 hard infrastructure things, they are they they they, they are amazing, right? They built all over the world already. But in terms yeah. of like medical support, in terms of like you know um, long term education support, in terms of all the kind of social spending that you and I we are familiar with, China is very backward when it comes to that. Which is right? very and, odd right. for a socialist country. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and no, and I was and, just about to say that. Exactly, but but we must also recognize that um, they in order to fund all these systems, you need a lot of money, right? So at the point in time, they were mm. broke. They were so poor, so broke that they, they couldn't do these things, right? But at this point in time, you start to see, see, kind of think like, okay, maybe we can do a little bit of the market, do a little bit of GIC, do a little bit of like CPF, you know, copy some of these systems, pull money mm-hmm. in, do social spending, and then centralize invest, right? So so I think I think that's kind of where I foresee, maybe because I'm Singaporean, right? So to me, it's like, oh yeah, it looks like this, huh? like the pattern looks alike, you know? Uh, but yeah, I think, I think, it is at a point where you are seeing them talk about these things, and I think those are those are interesting. So on on top of all the other points of like you know increased military spending, you know increased technology spending, all those things you've heard it many many times, um, because yeah they are essentially they want to grow further, uh, and the US is stopping them right, so they are doing all these things in their own interest. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think the social spending part will be interesting to then kind of evaluate how is China going to run as a country. Right, and then how can we as uh, retail investors then participate in this run? Because I think it is still a little bit, uh, a little bit wonky at this point in time. Not very clear of of where it's moving. Yeah, but I, th- I thought that that was kind of the fun part, right? Because I mean, at mm. the end of the day, the, a big, a bigish problem with with China and and why they are stable middle in the middle class hasn't come out is because they just save and they have like mm. a 50-60% savings rate that sort of thing right? and, yes. and having, by having social spending by having that safety net you, you kind of reduce the need for people to save and, and hopefully mm. that means that they spend more they really become more of that consumption economy that everybody's mm. hoping that they become um, j- yes. just to build up our stocks so um, yeah, yeah I think no, and, and also yeah. for the, the better you know, development long term I think so, so yeah they, this yeah. could be one of the unlocks yeah, yeah, and and I think it's it's a little bit of a situation like, like how during the 
I mean, talking to Singaporeans, like how during the Gochoktong era, there were a lot of changes with like, you know, uh, entering some of the vice industries, you know, some of these bigger changes where, you know, like even changing HDB pricing, you know, some of these bigger changes was a, was a generational shift, right? And, and they kind of had no choice at the point in time because they wanted to pursue a different set of goals and the old strategies don't work anymore. Right, so at least I think we can kind of find comfort that the Chinese government is talking about some of these things. And in our very uh, positive view of this thing, maybe it is some some good stuff can come out of it. Of course, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I think the Western media is once again, uh, you know, in their interest to try to uh, you know, smash, smash the image of China, continues to hit some random points in the speech and then like just expands it. Oh, China wants to shorten mm. uh, the time, hasten the time to take over Taiwan, blah, blah, blah. All those things are like, you know, China's taking its time. You know, China's not doing anything. There's no fixed timeline. They just say... Taiwan's not going to go anywhere Yeah, Taiwan's, so. and like, Taiwan's <laughs> not going to like start rowing away. It's like, oh yeah, hey, let's go, let's go. No, you can't go. It's an island there. <laughs> Right and and it's it's just very cute and very funny the the way the Western media is covering mm. it at this point in time. Uh, objectively, it is a tension. It's a, it's a point of tension. It can cause some very serious uh, repercussions within the region. This is true. There's an increase in risk factors. Um, but if we look at China overall, they're not in a hurry, right? And overall, some of these uh, things uh, are in some ways uh, centralized spending lah. And 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 a, and a strategy to kind of lift China off its problems at this point in time, which is not that they don't have problems. Right? They do a lot of right? problems. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do, they do, they do have a lot of problems, uh, especially as the problems kind of blossom through uh, in in the few years, right? So yeah, we we shall see. Um, but at least they got a lot of savings. That's one thing, right? And the government is not shy to <laughs> practice some of these practice some of these centralized uh, strategies. You know, and where, and where to require actually... some national service from their institutions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. It's true, right? Their their central bank and their their uh Ministry of Finance is on the same level. <laughs> so, yeah. so they are they are, yeah they they work hand in hand, right? To them, it's it's not a it's not a loggerhead kind of situation. So yeah, yeah. good to think a little but bit. I think about it'll be, in all fairness, on the economic front, it'll be interesting to find out if this is going to unlock a few different things, mm. or or is it going to take a, a different. Uh, turn right mm. I, I think for me that's what i'm looking out for because mm. the western world and, and the chinese world uh, are in, in essence a little bit in terms of mindset different in terms mm. of people as well mm. so what does that actually mean mm. um and i think that's that's quite interesting because we see that in japan right with its you know low birth rates with its high savings rates regardless of of all of that um will that be a bit more in, in where china is going to be at regardless of these safety measures for example or is it Mm. I think for me that's interesting. Yeah, for me, yeah. the next six months, one year, two years is really good here to see that. Yes, definitely, definitely, it, it, and it's not a six month thing. I think we're gonna do another five years, right, to observe like what mm. is their plan? Do they play out? You know, but specifically for Japan, if all of you are tuning in, right, specifically for Japan, actually Japan was had quite a hard timeline, right? So they were forced to essentially uh, increase their their rates, right? In in a sense, uh, they were forced to adjust their forex. And to double up their value, right? Appreciate their value overnight, right? So that made mm. it very hard for businesses to function, you know, overnight, right? And just kind of like push up. And so essentially they become uncompetitive, right? Overnight, right? So this was a political Absolutely. kind of pressure with, with Japan. And uh, over time, over one of the core crux of Abenomics is a neoliberal economics, right? Where it, it removes social spending, you know, let you do your thing, trickle down mm. economics, all those things repackaged as Abenomics. Right, and we all know it doesn't work. Right, it, it shows that it doesn't work. Yeah. Even even list trust try to do that shit. Right, the the market also say, "Hey, cannot work, ah, girl, <laughs> cannot work." <laughs> Immediately, the market say, "Cannot work." Right, so the the investors are not dumb, you know. Yes. Like they look at it, and say, "Hey, bro, maybe ah, uh, two decades ago we believe that this can work, but after a few people try, right, this shit does not work." Right, so let us yeah. not go there. Right, so so it's it's a bit more complicated than to say that oh you know uh japan also do the same thing no actually japan shrink spending right they string education they string healthcare yes uh, and they also string their population by extension because yeah it, you don't have sufficient social support to exactly. incentivize people to give birth now right so hmm. so um i think i think china is taking a different path and interestingly singapore also taking a similar path right which i support lah, right so more support more social spending you know more centralized spending in the social front uh nationalizing hmm. What is that? The 
Sports Hub, right? Nationalizing Sports Hub. Every time, hey, I support you one, okay? Don't cancel me. Uh. Yes, although sometimes I'm very critical of the policies. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. Nationalizing Sports Hub is great, right? So uh, I, I think some of these yes, things... Yes. Uh, I think you've done that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the Sports Hub is just kind of sitting down there doing nothing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, And like, if you nationalize, we can do so much more, right? Because there's diminished profit utility, right? People are not seeking exactly. profit out of it. So... I think that's, uh, that's the whole anchor of uh, some of these socialistic policies. La. Awesome. Now we're ending off on quite a, quite a nice tune. Um, heavy tune, I think, right? <laughs> Hopefully, Coconuts, you, you all followed that. And as we moved away from finance into quite economical thoughts, um, hopefully we did, we did provide a different perspective here. Mm. We want to thank you again. And thank you, Reggie, as always, for, for sliding into our shows. Um, one thing <laughs> one thing I was actually very very um, surprised that you haven't done yet is a shameless plug so <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes okay okay that I have to plug I have to no, plug no, okay he, he's still the plug no, so, okay okay no. <laughs> so I have to plug coconut so you tune in every week uh, we're gonna relaunch our YouTube channel on the 7th of November Right, so we're gonna relaunch our mm. YouTube channel on the seventh of November. So you gotta follow our YouTube channel. We have a few like Wise and Shine Chills is going on videos. We have a we are building playlists for you to learn on the go. So there's all those things that are happening. Um, seventh November, seven eleven now. So we're gonna do that on, uh, on YouTube. So that's great. Seven yeah, seven eleven. <laughs> yes, yes. And and one more thing, we are gonna be working with Blockhead, right? So Blockhead is the crypto editorial of. Uh, Rice Media. So we're going to be working with Blockhead to run something like a market updates but focus on the crypto space. So that is going to take up the Friday slot on uh, the Financial Coconut Podcast Network. In other words, Stock Geeka is going to permanently be shifted to TFC Investors Network. So if you are not yet following TFC Investors Network, you should head over there if you want to continue to geek out about different stocks and different investment strategies. But Friday segment will be taken over by something like a crypto market updates, right? So we haven't come up with a name yet. Amazing. La. Yeah, so... <laughs> Amazing. Need to start recording. Yeah, yeah, I need to start recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thanks yeah. again, Coconuts. Thanks again, Reg. Anthony, mm. as always, a pleasure. All right. We'll see you all next week. See you. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Uh, thanks for always letting me plug. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.